Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Yeah. Turn your head and cough. Because we're about to <laughs> F you with some knowledge. Yeah. So, dude, in a, in a crazy reversal, I'm going to drop a couple movie reviews on you right now. Wow. Yes. As they, you... as uh, shitty movies? <laughs> uh, one of them was okay. The other one was pretty good. Okay. So I'll start out with the one. Uh, all right, so I'll work my way up to greatest. So I just watched the Gantz, the Gantz uh, movie. It's a live action movie. It's an adaptation of an anime that came out. I want to say like four years ago. Yeah, you told me about it last week. Yeah. So, so instead of continuing to watch the anime, I got about three episodes in and started to get bored. I mm. decided to just like skip that and watch the live action movie. Which is you know compiles the entire uh, run of the show into like a like a two ish hour movie. Gans the movie. So it's not a new movie. It just takes highlights and clips from the cartoon episodes. Oh no no it's a, it's it's like a it's a live action movie. You know they redid they they basically you know cast you know a bunch of regular actors and told the story of the anime, but in like a live action kung fu flick. And as we know animes that then get turned into live-action movies have a historic successful <laughs> track run. <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe quite the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is more, and this is more of the latter. I mean, uh, I had a good time with it. You know, I didn't know the full story of the anime, you know, so it's kind of like um, all those Harry Potter movies that I saw before watch, before reading the books where I was like, wow, this is pretty good. And then I went back and uh, saw the original source material and was like, what were you thinking? How could you do that? Why did you leave that out? And so on and so on. I was okay with the Harry Potter movies, except the final one, part one. Oh, yeah? They spent the whole fucking movie in a tent. Well, that's like the first part of the... Bitching at each other. That's like the first part of the last book, though, you know? Oh, I agree. The first part of the last book also sucks ass. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like killing time. Until yes. some kind of big conclusion, but that, but you know, they split it into two movies. So shame on them because that first movie did nothing. Yeah, nothing but bitch in a tent. Mm -hmm. I can fucking do that <laughs> tomorrow. I'll even bring a wand. <coughs> Ooh, man, I will cough in a tent right now. <coughs> I don't, don't want to be in a tent with you. <clears throat> Why not? I will cough and scare all the spiders away. So anyway. Gantz the movie. It was, you know, it's a pretty good sci-fi flick. I think if you saw this movie, Eric, on the sci-fi channel, which it will probably happen, uh, you would think it was decent. I mean, there's, like, a decent amount of action. There, um, There's this whole idea of, like, a bunch of people that died or killed themselves in crazy ways and then just all of a sudden show up at this uh, apartment. They can't leave the apartment and there's this giant ball. <laughs> this giant evil ball that opens up and gives them weapons and armor and then gives them missions to go hunt down aliens. Mm. So, pretty cool. It has a great, faithful, super uh, awesome like intro. You know, like the first 40 minutes of the film, I'm like, yes, this is, this is it. This is the anime. This is what I saw the first few episodes. I'm pumped. They nailed the characters. You know, it's, um, it's not as gory or as rapey or as uh, insane as the anime was. But you know you gotta you gotta you know make some sacrifices. So, after about the first forty minutes, after like all the intros and the first mission, which is so faithful, the movie kind of goes straight downhill. Uh, they they really 
the the character arcs for all the characters are great. It's awesome. Like there's three main characters and that's all you care about. Everybody else is just alien fodder, you know, and barely get any time. And uh, what happens between them, I think, totally works. Awesome. What, what happens between them? It's basically like like um, the main character is just this unemployable schmuck who has no direction in life, and throughout the movie. Uh, instead of uh, instead of just like being shocked and horrified by everything that's happening when they go down to to hunt down aliens, he gets like into it, like scary into it. And by the end of the film, he's like, "Everybody, get behind me! I got this! Stay out of my way!" And he's just you know like this, he's he's be- become like this hunter killer kind of a guy, and that and that totally you know messes up the team and you know bites him in the butt eventually, but. And then um, his his best friend from childhood is there, and his arc is just like he did something terrible in his past. He's trying to escape from, and uh, if you die while you're hunting down aliens, you don't come back. You're dead. Um, so they learn as the uh, as the movie progresses. Um, at the end of each mission, they're kind of they're ranked and they're given points. And if you get a hundred points, you can either wipe your memory, um, and and never think about the alien thing again. Or you can bring somebody back to life. So mm. by the end, by the end of the movie, you know there's people that you know you care about that are dead, which is pretty awesome. Um, but like it doesn't really amount to much, you know. It, it the whole movie just kind of feels like well that could have happened in like a couple days, you know. This, like this movie sounds exactly <clears throat> what happened to me two days ago. Really, when I went with some family. <laughs> To the Golden Corral, all you can eat buffet <laughs> restaurant. What? Sounds exactly the same. First of all, Golden Corral mm-hmm. is like Ponderosa times four. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's so it's like all you can eat buffet where you go inside and you see like these mammoth people pee pods like walking around with like stumpy <laughs> little legs. Yeah, and there's like a shit ton of feeding troughs, and like the <laughs> chefs behind just just take it in bags and just put it down into the trough and you're like <laughs> you're like woo, 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 and you just kind of like all like fight for the food and stuff but anyways you can get anything you want but mm-hmm. uh you know so you could get like shrimp if you trust it Ugh. or prime rib or God. chicken on a stick mm-hmm. or vegetable well no one wants vegetables <laughs> or or crusty spaghetti anyways but there's so many people like all these tour buses keep stopping into Golden Corral. Mm-hmm. And then tour buses get on and then they're all there like, you know, you're all rooting around at the buffet tables like trying to trying to get it. And you have to like, you know, you kind of earn points as you elbow people out of the way and you have to decide <laughs> whether or not to bring a family member back with you, you know, or if mm-hmm. you just power up yourself and fill up your plate. Mm. And then but then at the end you fight the the major boss and it's a chocolate fountain. Oh, no. There's a chocolate fountain. <laughs> Four levels of just chocolate pouring out of a fountain. Fucking Willy Wonka style. Oh my god. And there's <laughs> just like dessert on spears and you have to decide if you can take on the chocolate fountain. No, I think I think the best thing that ever came out of that mo- that horrible movie Jack and Jill was just the image, not the scene, but the image of the cockatiel going into the chocolate fountain and drinking it in ecstasy. Uh, see, I only made it six minutes in that movie, so I, I didn't get to that part. I didn't even watch any part of it. In fact, the video of it actually happening is terrible, but the image of the cockatiel going into the chocolate fountain and drinking it and going, ah, is amazing. I faced off against the chocolate fountain. 
Yeah. <laughs> I speared I speared a Rice Krispie treat and thrust it into the chocolate fountain <laughs> <laughs> and just coated it and then I brought it back and I fucking ate it. God, I could see and, uh, I I could see one of those big fat Augustus Galoop kids just like down in the fountain, just like emerging every once in a while to like breathe. Oh, there were so many kids around the chocolate fountain. The only way I was able to get into the chocolate fountain was I was like, hey, look, cotton candy machine. And they all went, (laughs) and I wasn't even lying because there was a cotton candy machine there too. (laughs) So, but yeah, then uh, the next day, the chocolate fountain, the the grim reaper of the chocolate fountain always comes back to make Mm -hmm. you pay the toll about six, six and a half hours later. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yep. Well, you know, if you uh, if you binge, you got to purge. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so Gantz is really a uh, Golden Corral the movie. <laughs> right. a chocolate fountain that gives you weapons. Yeah. Tells you just, to eat eat various plates. Yeah, it's just a metaphor <laughs> for Golden Corral. <laughs> well, uh, one last thing about Gantz is that like I was kind of sad that after the first quote unquote alien that they kill off, they cut the whole alien subplot kind of falls to the wayside, and then they start fighting all kinds of weird things that don't really seem like aliens at all. Sadly, sadly. And then mm-hmm. I went and watched the um, Gantz Abridged, which is like, you know, like a fan dub. Somebody uh, like doing all the voices and putting in a ton of jokes into the anime. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of see like, all right, how was the ending of the show? And it was way cooler. <laughs> ah. Way cooler. And uh, and there's like actual aliens. And instead of just fighting like robots and statues and weird things, like they fight those things. And then the aliens come out of them. And they're like, oh, okay, aliens. Great. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I was also kind of sad that they didn't fire their weapons enough in the movie. I was like, every time there's like an alien or a robot or something popping out of nowhere, I'm like, shoot the weapon, shoot, shoot the gun, shoot your guns. Instead, they're like, run away, run away. Every time. It was really kind of ridiculous. Hmm. So anyway, anyway, Gantz did not live up to my expectations, but it was, it was pretty entertaining and they did a lot of good things right. So... The other movie that I saw that I got a, uh, I had high expectations for was Stephen Chow's new film, Journey to the West, colon, Conquering the Demons. Mm. Now, now, Eric, you've seen, have you seen Shaolin Soccer or Kung Fu Hustle? Both of them. It's the same dude, same director. Oh, fantastic. This sounds good then. Yeah. No, it's his, it's his newest movie. It's like, in a, it just came out in February in China, and already it's like mopping up the box office over there. Like it's already made over like a billion yuan, so uh, it's and it's it's great. It's got that that classic Stephen Chow action, yet like total ridiculous silliness mashed together. Mm-hmm. So in one in one scene, they're like, "Oh my god, guys, we're facing off against these giant demons that are killing everyone," and the next second, they're like, "Oh my god, this giant fat chick about to fat, fight the demons," or it's just just something just totally ridiculous and like out of character. I like it. Yeah. So the... <clears throat> I liken the movie to like... It's like uh, Batman Begins for Journey to the West. So uh, do you know the story of the Monkey King? Yeah. Probably not. Not many Americans do. But over in uh, in China and Asia, it's like... Monkey King is like Superman. Like everybody knows him. He's this ridiculously overpowered monkey god guy that has all these crazy adventures... I would suggest, um, uh, there's this great translation out there, like, I, I have the book, I think somebody's borrowing it, but, like, it's an awesome story. Like, Monkey King, Sung Wukong is great. Mm. So, uh, 
But he's not the star of this movie. The star of this movie is this this, uh, this Buddhist monk who wants to be uh, a demon hunter, but he has no powers. He sucks. All he has is this um, this book of 300 children's nursery rhymes that he believes will help him like soothe the savage demons and bring out the good in them. How can he be a demon king? Like who elected him king if he <clears throat> can't even whoop ass? Oh no no he's not the demon king. You know he's a he's a wannabe demon hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but what's cool is like he's 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 failing at fighting these demons right off the bat, and other demon hunters come out of the woodwork to whoop ass on demons. So you're like, okay, he's totally the joke of like the demon hunting world, mm-hmm. and all the other demon hunters are great. They're just so ridiculous and over the top. There's this guy called, uh, his name is Prince Important. Yes. Yes. And he has, uh, he's carried around in this litter by these, like, four old ladies. And he's constantly doing that anime trope where, like, he's, like, trying to look suave and important while, <laughs> while just coughing his lungs out. And, uh, there's this guy who's called, uh, Almighty Foot. Who's just this old man with his tiny little, one of his legs goes down into, like, a stumpy little baby foot. But he can mm. grow it to, like, gigantic proportions to whoop demon butt with it. Mm. And this is guy who has, like, all these different kung fu fighting styles. So anyway, he goes on this crazy wackadoo adventure to, uh, to uh, fight and destroy all these demons. And on the way, um, he meets all the characters from Journey to the West. But you don't really... Um, they're not really, uh, like, explained, really, as just, like, oh, this guy's from Journey to the West, or they don't really give you the intros to each character. They're just kind of like, all right, he's fighting the fish demon now, and the pig demon, and now he's going to go see the Monkey King. And it's not towards the end of the movie that you realize that, oh, dude, this is, like, the, all the characters from Journey to the West, and now they're together. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a, like a revamped origin story for what could be, like, a huge film franchise. This reminds me, like... I mean, it's, it's like shocking how similar this is, but it reminds me exactly when I went to Golden Corral two days ago. <laughs> like seriously, like I felt like I was like the uh, uh, first of all, we weren't hunting for demons; we were hunting for butterfly shrimp. And I feel like I was like the amateur butterfly shrimp hunter, mm-hmm. and then there all these other shrimp hunters just came out of the woodwork, and they were just like whooping ass they knew exactly where to go and stuff i felt like i was a salmon swimming upstream like i was in the wrong line and and i was like where do i get a plate and they're all like you'll never get the butterfly shrimp and they're all like pushing me out of the way and stuff and i was like fuck what do i do you know i was just like looking for any signs that you know like pointed for it and stuff and there was like empty bins everywhere and it was just like all metaphorical and shit and Wow. So I can totally relate to that guy. And, you know, <laughs> if I should have like found some people to help me on my quest, but well, I didn't. Oh well, I'll tell you. By the end of this movie, when when the super team gets formed, and you're like, oh my god, it's the journey to the West team. You like, I was really rooting for him because like all the demons that he fights in this movie, uh, like they really sell you on how awesome they are. You know, mm-hmm. especially like the second demon that he fights. Um, uh, it's just like that we see like this young couple, this hilarious young couple, come into this empty ass inn in the middle of nowhere, and they're and they're looking around and they're seeing like all these great amazing things, and they're like, oh, where's the host of this inn? And uh, he comes out and he and he doesn't say a word. This guy, he has like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll post some images <laughs> on her. I had to stop you. <laughs> what on TV right now? There's a Cola Corral commercial. Oh God. <laughs> I bet, all right. Never- 
imagine imagine you go into the golden corral right and you're looking around and there's all these there's all these lovely people lovely people eating but every time you blink your eyes they turn into horrible bloody ghosts i was about to say they're not lovely people there no they're they're not (laughs) lovely people there anyway every every character uh is just great you know really well done origin stories for the demons all explained i just feel like if you don't have like the knowledge of like the story of journey to the west you will be a little lost mm. like uh, if i hadn't read the book if i didn't know the characters i would have been like well why why like the ending doesn't really make a lot of sense i mean i i guess it could but like to me it's like you're gonna get a lot more out of this movie if you know the characters if you know the story going in so i feel like there's some there's some assumptions being made well that's all well and good but i have a movie that knocks the shit out of your movies dude Name name this mythical movie. All I have to do is name it, mm-hmm. and then you will know it's going to be the greatest movie of all time. Do it. Are you ready for this? Apparently not. Sex Squatch. What? Sex Squatch. <laughs> I'm looking this up. <laughs> I, I just emailed you a link. Oh my Sex God. Squatch. Done. Drops the mic. Boom. Walks away. Wait, Sex is, this, Squatch. is this a porn? No, 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 no. I wouldn't recommend that on uh, the Jumpman podcast. It is a regular movie. <laughs> it's Bigfoot with a certain appetite. Oh, God. Dude, Anyways. Wait, wait, wait. It's Chris Seaver. I don't know who Chris Seaver is. Dude, but... I know Chris Seaver. He's oh, from yeah. Rochester. Sweet. I'm telling you, dude. <coughs> I saw the sizzle reel and the preview. I haven't seen the actual movie. Mm-hmm. But it might just be the greatest, worst movie of all time, <laughs> a.k.a. the greatest, greatest movie of all time. Yo, dude, yo, Chris, Chris Sieber, aka the Seavage, he had this company for a long time called Low Budget Pictures, which mm-hmm. you know, which uh, I think got got like lower and lower and lower budget as time progressed. Right. But he is like he is like the uh, the king of like the ultra no budget. So to see him featured in this movie makes perfect sense. Dude, Sex Squatch, it looks awesome. You know, Sex Squatch is on the. He's actually from like another planet mm-hmm. of like. But sexier or something, <laughs> God. and he's on here and he's here on a mission, and you can guess what that mission is. Oh no! So it looks awesome. I just wish we had thought of it. Sex watch, <laughs> like that's brilliant. I wonder if Teenip is gonna make a uh, a cameo in this movie. It like combines two of the best things ever. Like, oh man. So it's like Tipman. It said the running time is fifty nine minutes, mm-hmm. and I did actually read a review of it from on uh, AinItCool.com. <coughs> mm-hmm. So I mean that makes you legit right there when that site reviews you. <laughs> if um, you, <laughs> oh, all right. So I'm, I've been watching the trailer for Sasquatch as you talk it up. It looks delightfully low budget and, and yeah. hilarious. I would I would recommend another movie to you, Eric. By <laughs> by the same guy, Chris Chris uh, Seaver. This movie called uh, Mulva Zombie Ass Kicker. I mm, uh, just doesn't sound as good as Sex Squatch to me. If now, if you had said Sex Squatch two, then I said okay. <laughs> now let's stick on the Sex Squatch. I mean, this looks awesome. It looks great. Like it looks like you know, you know, there's like bad movies mm-hmm. where people try and make them good and just fail, and then there's bad movies where people like that wink at you and they're like, yeah, yeah, we know this is bad, but you know, we're really funny the way we do shit. That mm-hmm. looks like this. Sex Squatch looks like it's going to be cool. So you got to all kids, you got to call your movie theaters and demand Sex Squatch <laughs> so we can get it aired on some screens. 
I think I think See? <laughs> they they like break out into like a ska song and dance video after oh, yeah. they find one of their dead friends or something. <laughs> like this looks good. Sex nah. squatch. <laughs> Everything about this reminds me of uh of 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 his previous work. And and it looks like he uh he wrote he definitely let's see, he wrote, edited, and directed the movie. It and, might and be produced the greatest, it too. It might be the greatest name title of a movie of all time. You know, a movie is supposed to like the title is supposed to pop, it's supposed to get you interested, it's supposed to kinda of have you know what happens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Boom. Sex Squatch, bitches. Oh yeah, no, it's the the full title is Sesquatch, The Legend of Bloodstool Creek. Yeah, yeah, I cut that part out. <laughs> I, I was doing them a favor. I should really just call it Sex Squatch. That's true. Long oh. movie titles are dumb. Oh, hey, what, one of the actors is named uh, Spamuel L. Jackson. I love it. And uh, and Rod Bolo Skin as Stinkfist. Yeah, <laughs> Stinkfist is the name of the Sex Squatch. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. That's the Sex Squatch's proper name. Well, well, this looks good for him. I mean, it's a little, it's a step up. Actually, a lot of low-budget pictures work is all over Netflix, actually. I can't recommend uh, anything I haven't seen because it's no budget. It's like hit or miss. But Mulva is definitely like a classic. He came over to uh, where uh, he was good friends with some friends of mine. So he came over and screened or ed- and or and or edited some of his movies uh, when we were in college about ten years ago. And that's where I first saw like his brand, his style of humor, which is all over this movie. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking we need to do. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other people out there that like to make you know no budget movies. Sure. Me and you. Yeah, I would say we we don't really have the time in our personal lives to make no-budget movies anymore. Right. But what if we just got into a partnership where we wrote the movies and people just made them? Like, what if we wrote some amazing, (laughs) amazing, amazing shitty scripts and then, like, you know, people kind of email us to kind of tell us, you know, oh, you know, this is what we could do and this is what kind of movie we would make and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of like, you know, like a little... uh, you know, they pitch their their idea to us, and we give them the script, and then they make the movie, and then we can watch it. Like when I saw the movie, <laughs> when I saw Sex Squatch, I was like, "Fuck, man!" You know, I want to watch this, and then I was like, oh, "I wish we'd come up with something like that." So let's do that. Mm. Let's write shitty movies, and then we'll contract <laughs> our script out to some no budget place that wants to make a shitty movie but doesn't have a good shitty script, and it'll be like the match made in heaven. And then afterwards, they'll send us a DVD for our troubles. And put it on the YouTube. Does this sound like a great idea? (laughs) Absolutely. Let's keep our scripts to, like, one page only. Yeah, yeah. You know, open for interpretation. Maybe we'll just send them uh, story beats. Word. So it'll be like, you know, this has to happen. You know, we need a character like this. You know, at this, you know... You know, end end with uh, end with a shot uh, at, a like, a fight scene slobber knocker at Golden Corral. Word. But do it without telling people a Golden Corral. So just uh, shoot it on your iPhones so people think it's real, like, when it happens and stuff, you know? Like, there must be a Chocolate Fountain death scene. Oh, of course. In fact, let's just do Golden Corral the movie. <laughs> yes! Let's do Golden Corral the movie. We'll set the whole fucking thing at a, at a Golden Corral until you mm-hmm. get kicked out. And he'll tape at another Golden Corral. Actually, you won't even get kicked out, man. Have you seen the clientele <laughs> in Golden Corral? I mean, they'll let anyone in. Anyone. <laughs> I think wait no. I think if you if you do if you do too many things like it, people might think that you're exercising the golden corral and then have a heart attack thinking about exercise. 
Golden Corral the movie. I think we can do this. Jump Maniacs, anyone that is interested in taping this movie, contact us on our Facebook page. And uh, we'll maybe we'll write you a script and then go but like Corral. just cut us a trailer, just go shoot a one to two minute trailer at a Golden Corral on your iPhone or whatever, and send us the footage to so we have like a proof of concept, and then we will write you a Golden Corral movie script. Hey wait, this genius. Wait wait what, so so what's what's the title gonna be of this Golden Corral movie? Uh, maybe the Bloody Corral. <laughs> showdown at the Golden Corral, or yeah, we don't want to go. to... I mean, like, we might just need to call it Golden Corral the movie because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like right there sums it up perfectly because it's go- Golden Corral. But when you put the movie afterwards, you're like, "What the fuck, Golden Corral the movie?" Everyone knows it's the shittiest, awesomest restaurant of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you need to do a pun. I think you just say call it Golden Corral <laughs> Golden the movie. Corral, the movie. People are like, okay, I know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about now. It'd be wow. it'd be genius. Wow, that, that kind of reminds me of another no-budget flick uh, some friends of mine made. Uh, you ever heard of Poultry, Poultrygeist? Yes. Dude, best trauma film ever made. Although some people are like, uh, you know, in terms of trauma, like it's not as uh, as hyped as their uh, other works. Toxic Avengers. Yeah. You know, um, Nazi surfers must die. Yes. I got you that for Christmas one year. Yeah, it was it was it was terrible. <laughs> of course, of course. Poultry Guys was actually good, <laughs> but I'm a little biased because they shot it in Buffalo, and some of my friends are in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Some of your friends might be in uh, Sex Squatch. Well, def- well, I-, I watched the trailer. They kind of look like your friends. What? <laughs> no, but uh, no, uh, actually, no. I was, I was kind of wondering. I was like, hmm, is that Chris Seaver in the? Uh- Sasquatch costume, but no, but but it might just be like his uh, his regulars that die because like he's done so many no budget horror movies, man, and like every single one, it's like same exact people shot in two days, feature like mm. movie shot in two days, everybody's just dead tired, like and you know little to no blood effects, but like they're just always really funny. I'm pumped for Golden Corral the movie. I want to hear what these young budding aspiring future Steven Spielberg filmmakers are going to pitch us on how they can make this movie, and then we will bless them with our script ideas. This is going to be amazing. Golden Corral the movie. I know we got some some jump maniacs out there that could do this. Word. Even if it's a, like a fucking five-minute movie, I don't care. There must be a chocolate fountain death scene. <laughs> That's in, um, you know, that, that trauma movie, Terror Firmer, which actually was also very good. It's based on Lloyd Kaufman's book, um, Oh, I forget the title, but it, it's something like everything I need to know I learned while while writing the Toxic Avenger. Uh huh. Um, no, there's there's an excellent uh, scene with this guy called the Toddster, and every time he comes onto state uh, onto screen, somebody's like Toddster. <laughs> so he goes he goes to upstairs at this college party to mack on some chick, and then something horrible happens. So when they find him, he's got like all these um, it's like a fountain death scene where he has all these like. Uh, pipes shoved into him and blood is squirting out of the pipes and somebody's like Toddster! <laughs> oh, another classic. I'm telling you, man. Golden Corral the movie. This could be genius, man. Gorilla <laughs> filmmaking at its highest. I mean, just or, think what you could do. Just think about the props. You know, like someone tell us what kind of costumes you got. Golden Corral will not turn you away. As long as you pay your $10 mm-hmm. for the buffet and then you buy a drink, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> They'll never kick you out. 
I think you have an unlimited supply of, like, insanely, morbidly obese, uh, whatever you wanted to call them. If you were like, dude, there's aliens in the Golden Corral and they look like morbidly obese humans. Dude, it's set. You got all your set pieces right there. I'm telling, I'm telling you, Golden Corral's awesome. And you're like, you know, three acts. Well, they've got three giant different <laughs> islands of food, you know? You've got, like, your grill zone area. Mm-hmm. You've got your your bread salad, which is very unpopular, but it's bread there. Salad. It's probably from, like, five weeks ago salad area. Yeah, you've you got can. your dessert area. I mean, uh-huh. you've got uh, – it's just all over. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. I can't, I can't believe – I can't believe they actually called something salad at the Golden Corral. I mean – I mean, they know who they're dealing with. They should have, like, disguised it. They should have just said, like, green meat shavings. The, you know? Yeah, the, the salad bar is always empty. The only reason there, if there's ever a line, it's because they trick you. The shrimp, there's, like, four different kinds of shitty shrimp mm-hmm. is, on, is on, like, in, you know, the meat and the golden fried cook session. But the shrimp cocktail sauce is only found <laughs> at the salad bar <laughs> section. So you have to go to the salad bar section just to get the shrimp cocktail sauce. So if you ever see a line at the salad bar, it's just to get the shrimp cocktail sauce. <laughs> Don't be fooled. There's nothing over there for you. God, you know, I, I've been <laughs> in the Golden Corral, I think, twice. And each time, I was glad that the, that the food sauce smell was so overpowering that the stench of everyone sitting around me could not be smelled. I'm telling you, dude, there was five buses when we were there. <laughs> oh, my God. Two when we got there, and then three as we were eating. Man. And Golden Corral could accommodate all of them. I mean, Golden Corral, it's not just like a restaurant. I mean, they could just offer like, not even rooms. They could just offer like a place at the table, and you would just sleep there and then wake up and eat more. Because people would stay in there for hours and hours. Yeah, I wonder if you could buy like season tickets. <laughs> To your specific table. <laughs> close close to the shrimp. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I'm telling you, dude, maybe we need to go into business together and open Golden Corral because it's just a moneymaker. <laughs> I mean, the food can't cost much. And then it's 10 bucks a head, mm-hmm. and there's a zillion people go. I, I imagine it'd be like, did you remember that episode of Batman where um, where the uh, there was like some gigantically fat like foreign ambassador? And they were like, the Joker's going to try and kidnap the ambassador. Oh, he's got him on, like, a, a forklift, and he's driving off with him. But then towards the end, the the Batman figures out that it's really the Joker in disguise. And he does it by taking his batarang while nobody's looking and slicing into the ambassador's gigantically obese back. Like, mm. hmm, I wonder if he will notice this or not. Why don't I cut him with my batarang? And it just turns out to be paper mache. But it really could have just, like, if he was that big, he wouldn't have noticed. I bet there's, yeah. like, dudes at the, co- at the Golden Corral with, like, these platters shaving off layers of fat off of dudes to, like, go, I don't know, make into shrimp or something. Now, I will, you know, I feel like we've been making fun of Golden Corral. So I will tell you one amazing thing about Golden Corral. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, are, they are classy. Okay. All, the, all the food bins have big giant spoon tongs to put the food on your plate so you don't actually reach your hand into the food bin and oh, pull God. it out well good so they've got that going for them they have serving utensils mm-hmm. so yeah you don't have to reach into the mashed potato <laughs> bin and just grab a handful and slap it on your plate dude you i do although, have a serving spoon i think i think if you wanted to um you know to to open a golden corral across the street from a golden corral all you'd have to do is make a sign saying no serving spoons and people would be <laughs> like thank god i can finally just grab it with my mitts 
Yeah, even faster. Mm. I'm gonna put my dick in the corn. Ah, God. You know, sp speaking of dick corn, <laughs> Chris Seaver made a movie called uh, Terror at Bloodfart Lake 2. <laughs> Ooh, sequel. I know. Where 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 the the masked murderer kills everybody with corn. <laughs> yes. Which is like this giant bloody corn that is just popping out of people like ah! I wonder if we can just contact him and ask him to make Golden Corral the movie. I wonder if so, I wonder if he's done it already cuz like you don't understand he's done maybe like 100 no budgets. Right. Like when I'm, he when he closed up shop a couple years ago, I was like, "Oh my god, the 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 legend is over because, you know, just like a couple days non-stop shooting, boom, no budget movie." And they'd all just be like his signature, like, like all the insanity you saw from Sasquatch is usually what's in his movies. I'll, I'll tell you, like I said, now accepting all pitches for Golden Crowd. You know, if you want to do, you know, like a documentary, you want to do sci-fi horror, uh, you want to do romance, and you can, and you sign Catherine Heigl to be in it because she'll do any fucking shitty romance movie, just as long as she dies in the chocolate fountain at the end, you have my <laughs> approval. I mean, you want to do an oh, animated movie? I'll fuck you. Want to do an animated movie and have like Smurfs and Chipmunks and stuff? Let's do it. I'm not going to limit you creative creatively. Mm -hmm. I want to hear all your pitches on our website, please. <laughs> I think we got something here. I'm looking up chocolate fountain death scenes right now. Just to see if there's anything out there. I don't. I don't think so yet. Yeah, it's, it's chocolate fountains is kind of new to Golden Corral. It hasn't been around that long. I know, but just the idea of the chocolate fountain. It's been around for a long time and dipping things in or trying it yourself at home and then failing horribly. Yeah, but this isn't like fondue. This is like Willy Wonka, dude. This chocolate fountain is amazing. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So, no, I think we got something. This is cool. Like, uh, for my Thunder Dump, I was going to talk about it. I just saw the movie Seven Psychopaths and it was oh, yeah? pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Oh. But uh, sorry, that's going to be my full review because I just can't stop thinking about Golden Corral, the movie. <laughs> Go, uh, yeah, go rent Seven Psychopaths. It's, it's it's funny and it's cool. And Christopher Walken is in it, and Colin Farrell and Sam Rockwell is hilarious in it. And Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, he's still alive. Yes. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking the other Woody. <laughs> My bad. What other Woody are you talking about? Woody what? Allen. Woody Allen. Oh, who cares about that guy? He makes yeah. shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never <laughs> liked movies this are stuff. Stupid. They're stupid. Yeah, no, all my all my uh, film school friends were like, "Dude, Woody Allen, yo, Annie Hall, man." I'm just like, I never liked Annie Hall, and saying that is sacrilegious. Fucking Annie Hall beat out Star Wars. It's bullshit. I know, and no Woody we, Allen movies suck, and he puts himself in all of them, and he sucks in all of them. I know. I'm just like, man, I don't want to see another movie starring you about your neuroses, man. Yeah, in New York City. I know. May, may, let's see. Maybe the one good movie was like. What's up, Tiger Lily? Was that oh, the one yeah. entirely dubbed over? Yes, that was the only okay. good thing he ever did, and we thank yeah. him for that. And that's because he didn't really do it. <laughs> oh no, he did. Oh, and he and he did an insane amount. He wrote like six hundred jokes per per scene, uh, okay. which was like crazy and cool. And he was the first person to really do that. So mm -hmm. good on him. Every, yeah. And like all his other stuff, where he's in the movie, even though he's in that movie too, uh, is like I, I don't know. That's that's a you got to be a special person to like Woody Allen movies. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. His movies are nothing compared to Sex Squatch. Yeah, dude, exactly. That, that's what we're fucking talking about right here. We're getting real on this podcast, okay? Word. We're getting real with you. 
Can your ears handle the realness, okay? We're not like those fake fucking podcasts. Blow smoke up your butt. We get real. That's right. We're not talking about what's happening right now in the world. We're talking about what's going to happen when you watch the Sasquatch at the Golden Corral. Dude, did they show movies at Golden Corral yet? Oh, they don't. That's what we need to do. You know, make it like an airline. <laughs> mm. Where like people just come and bring you food on a cart and you watch movies and just like sit there. You don't even have to get up to go to the food. It comes to you. Yeah, and you don't even have to be specific. You just say, more! And they just bring more. <laughs> and you're like, sweet, this is definitely more. Wait, so happy. wait, wait. What if we make it like one of those restaurants in Japan with like the uh, conveyor belts? You know, where you, like, you pick uh, food off it? Except instead of like plates of like nicely prepared food, it's just a food trough that people are like dumping stuff into. Yeah, and like when we make a sequel to Golden Corral, that'll be what it's called. More Golden Corral. <laughs> Boom, sequels written. <laughs> Boom, we got it. There it is, man. Well, well I got I got to take I got to I got some more chocolate fountain <laughs> that I got to get rid of, so I'm going to cut this a little short. Ew. So you're making your own chocolate fountain? Yeah, but hit us up on our Facebook page. I mean, you can go, you know, you can listen to our show on eldergeek.com and iTunes and Retroware and jumpmanpodcast.com. But go to our Facebook page and just pitch us um, <laughs> pitch us a, your version of a Golden Crown movie. Or just go ahead with your iPhones or whatever and go shoot some footage so for some proof of concept. And then uh, we'll, we'll take the best one and we'll write you some story beats. And, uh, and you know, let's make magic together. Word. And, uh, and definitely... It, I mean, I don't know if it'll eventually get distributed in America, but Journey to the West is worth your time, and I would definitely watch it, Eric, if you're you a fan of Stephen Chow. I just had another thought about Golden Girl the movie. Do it. Okay. Like, we could get really <laughs> shitty washed-up actors and actresses mm-hmm. to be in this. Okay, so anybody like, who's ever co-starred in a Steven Seagal movie. Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, from the 80s and, and the early 90s and stuff, like, people that haven't been in a movement for 20 years... They'd be willing to assign their attach their uh, name to any project. Let's get those people. <laughs> Wait a second. Why don't we just call Steven Seagal on the horn and just be just pay him with food? Oh my God! He would totally do this movie. <laughs> he would. He, he would go all. And I'm doing air quotes right now. Yes. He would go method. <laughs> He'd be a method actor. I need to get inside the golden. <laughs> then, then I can truly understand. That's right. I need to oh. be the chocolate fountain. Golden Corral. Is like one with nature, and I am a god. <laughs> He's the real Sasquatch. <laughs> oh my god! I did. I just watched. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I just search for stupid shit on YouTube. Yes. And so I wrote Steven Seagal funny, and uh, it popped up to a clip from the Howard Stern show, and Rob Schneider was on there telling a Steven Seagal story. Really? And uh, he's they went into Steven Seagal's movie trailer, and he came out of this back room, and he goes, "I've just read." the greatest movie script of all time. And they're like, oh my god, really? That's awesome. Who wrote it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! We love you, Stephen! Isn't that the greatest? Like, wouldn't you expect Stephen Seagal to say that? (laughs) I just read the greatest movie script of all time. Who wrote it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's starring me. (laughs) I bet it was a fucking great movie, too. Dude, Golden Corral. And every time someone reaches their hand over his to grab some of the twice-baked potatoes, he can just snap it in half. <laughs> we'll, do a- elbow, we'll do elbow breaks all movie. I, I imagine Steven Seagal goes like, and like breaks somebody's elbow in half and then hoists them over like the steaming hot soup pan and goes, Pasha! 
or maybe or <laughs> what'd you say soups up soups on <laughs> you <laughs> or maybe the oh next, my god yes he can fight with any weapon so he'll just get those those uh serving spoons he'll fucking carve <laughs> you up man i imagine he's just like like the whole movie is just centered around steven seagal just trying to eat at the golden corral <laughs> Yeah, and then each time there's like an unruly person in front of him or behind him or like with a baby or some some other annoyance that he's just like God, I just want to eat my thirteen plates of steaks and mutated chickens. Oh my God, this would be brilliant! Like, what <laughs> if like, what if like the the Golden Corral cooks are actually some kind of like international terrorist organization? Of course, and so he's infiltrating Golden Corral to figure out the spy ring and crack the code. Wait, wait, what if he starts out as the chef, right? Yeah, so Ryback. <laughs> so it's Casey Ryback, retired, right? So he's old He's old and busted, but he's still got what it takes to save the day. Oh, so he is the head chef in Golden Corral, and then terrorists try and take over the Golden Corral and hold it hostage, <laughs> yes. and then the government's like, fuck, we can't get in there. Sir, we're getting a call from inside. Who is it? It's Casey Ryback. Oh, shit! Casey Ryback! Okay, everyone stand down. Just give him three hours and tons of Parmesan-crusted steak, and he's got this. And then they always had the scene at the end where Casey Robbins like, I've disabled the terrorists, and all the generals around the world were like, yeah! <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. Terrorists take over Golden Corral, and Ryback, the retired chef, Wait. has to take them out. I want to see, I see a, a scene a scene where, um, where, where a really hot chick bursts out of a cake, and Ryback's like, no, get back into the cake. <laughs> I was going to eat that. <laughs> Fuck. I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> whether or not she's in there. I just see like I just want to see him with like a piece of cake with like some fingers sticking out of it like mm. <laughs> <laughs> never get away wait, wait. and he'd be like never think never think while you're hungry. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, there you go, dude. I mean, if it's not Casey Ryback, this has to be the sequel to Fat Vampire Hunter. Oh my god. Or, or if anyone can do like flash animation or something just fucking cartoon this up yes dude ah see we're we're see we're giving you these great ideas <laughs> now go with them young grasshoppers go go forth with your iphones into golden corral it's just <laughs> someone give some fucking golden corral footage just do something stupid in a golden corral this week and put it on our facebook page please Please, someone do something ridiculous. You know, bring in your hot girlfriend and have her have her uh, stick her boobies in the mashed potatoes. Oh no! <laughs> and then send us footage of it. <laughs> all right, all right. Come on, YouTube. All right, De- there's so many good things happening in Denny's. You know, on YouTube, there's so Fuck many Denny's. awesome Denny's fights. Fuck Denny's. <laughs> Fuck you, Denny's. We're the Golden Corral. You ain't got nothing on us, Denny's. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, there's so much awesome stuff about Denny's. Like, there needs to be Golden Corral stuff on YouTube, too, but there's only just, like, commercials. I don't understand. And if you are a fan of ours and you are not in the United States, well, first of all, sorry. But uh, if you're over in England or, or um, Germany or Uzbekistan, uh, just pick out whatever is, like, the shittiest restaurant you guys have and just <laughs> film an alternate scene for us. Because we want to do work. So, we're, so we oh, dude. All right, so first thing on YouTube, Golden Corral, gun owner confronts restaurant manager for gun-free zone sign. Oh. Yo, that's the beginning of this movie, man. Oh, man. Be like, gun-free zone, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> America. No, America. <laughs> I love it. All right, all right, we don't want to give any more ideas away for free. 
because we want to hear <laughs> your pitches, and then we will decide who we're going to give some more of our knowledge to, and then you're going to go make the greatest movie of all time. If Sex Squatch can be a movie, so can Golden Corral the movie. True, true. All right, dudes, we'll see you next week. All right, peace. Jump man, engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.